Welcome, everyone, to another PNTT Preview Podcast. I'm Coach Bills, joined by Coach Future Star. Coach, how are you? Very good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Looking forward to this group. Uh, and it's got a team that you're going to know a little bit about in it. It's <laughs> the Cameron Group, uh, featuring Rockford, to spoil it. But you guys are the two seeds, so we will start with the number one seed. That is the Shreveport Paper Shredders, coached by Craig Two a team that doesn't have a great history in League 31, except for the last few seasons. Coach has done a great job turning them around. They have been in the NTT each of the last four years uh, with some good results, even made the Final Four a few years back. Uh, did lose in the first round last year, but it's become a perennial power, and there's a lot of talent on this team, even though they graduated some good players, including Randy Cameron, the group's namesake. He was starting at shooting guard for them last year, uh, they also lost another nominal starter, at least according to the lineup page, in Marcus Miller. He played just a bit over 20 minutes per game, so he wasn't getting full starters minutes. And then those guys were replaced by a pretty solid freshman class, uh, mostly a hardwood class, 46 hardwood, 71 sim hoops. So looks like a formidable number one seed, deserving team with uh, some talent coming back. What, what do you see in this group, Coach? Yeah, when you look at their their uh, you know their recent history, um, there's nothing that's really overwhelming about um, maybe their records or some of their stats. You look at their margin of victory; it doesn't look that impressive. But then when you look at their strength of schedule, and you see they consistently play a very tough schedule every year. So for them to get 16 wins, 18 wins, 20 wins against you know a uh, you know for the most part very tough schedule um, is pretty impressive. Um, so e- even though they may not have had any superstars uh, you know on paper. Um, they were playing some tough competition, so uh, they were definitely uh, answering the bell. Um, they do lose, like you said, their leading scorer, Randy Cameron, but um, the coach Craig looks like he's one that kind of experiments a lot. You know, he changes guys, he shuffles guys in and out of the lineup. Nobody really plays a ton. Um, last year, the, the in terms of minutes, the most anyone played was 26 minutes, so um, he definitely shares the playing time, and so I'd expect more of the same this year with uh, uh, maybe the incoming freshman, Michael Gibney, um, taking the place of Randy Cameron. And Michael Gibney is a guy who looks like he is going to be a big-time scorer at uh, the next level, considering his stats at a very unsuitable position in high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gibney playing center at 6'6", as you're alluding to. And I'm pretty sure he was a fairly sizable tie, like maybe a 3-3, I believe Coach V was on it, so... Tough one for our podcast host there. But just like you said, right, I mean, the team loses a shooting guard and brings in a natural fit to replace him. It's a team that's a little bit tough to evaluate for the reason you mentioned. You know, it's not as if there's an obvious set of starters. Uh, You know, everybody plays a little bit. Nobody plays that much. Uh, Charles Stewart's the guy you mentioned who played the most minutes last year. He was solid for them. Didn't have overwhelming numbers. Cameron really had the best stats per 30. So he's gone maybe given he can replace what he gives them, but it's unclear to me that this is going to be a team that pushes beyond the level they were at last year. You know, a solid NTT team from a tough conference 13 led by a Gulf Shores team with a really nice history, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? It's, it's you know, early in the season, obviously we haven't even seen a game, but just, just looking at them, they look like a, a good team that replaced what it's lost, what it lost, but, maybe it's hard to see them necessarily taking a huge step forward. I don't know. Is that too pessimistic? No, that, that looks about right. I mean, you saw they, they did make it to the NTT last year as a four seed, but uh, didn't fare overly well um, in that uh, tournament. Uh, they finished 50th overall. Um, 
you know, they finished 45th the year before. They did have the Final Four run a couple of years before that. But uh, looking back at those teams, they might have had a little bit more star power. Um, now they're more in probably the solid range. Um, and like I said, uh, there's there's not really any obvious, you know, go-to guys with the exception of perhaps Gibney, you know, being a possibly a potential star coming out of high school. Um, everybody else is just kind of sort of, you know, they kind of do their job. And some of the bench players, some of them are okay. Some of them are just sort of passable. Um I don't really see anything that stands out that's going to push them over the top this year, but they will be a good team again. Yeah. Yeah. Last comment I'll make on them. I think the biggest difference between this current version of Shreveport and that version that made the final four is a lack of imposing size in the middle. They're not tiny, but they had a seven footer back then. And I, I just looked this up to be clear. I don't remember it, but uh, who, who blocked four blocks or had four blocks uh, per 30 minutes. And that not just was great for their defense, but also allowed a player like Cody Harvey to slide down. And Harvey had his best season as a freshman playing small forward. Whereas last year he played a lot of center uh, and front court positions and he was still good, but not as good. And so I, even though they brought in a good player in Gibney, I think they're still missing the center that was able to kind of push them to greater heights in past years. So we'll see how they manage that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I agree with that. Um, yeah, if you look, even though uh, looking at the rebounding last year it was actually decent, but you're right, there is a little bit of lack of size. Playing, they were playing 6'5 at small forward. Their backup, uh, their backup post players look like they're maybe 6'6 six, six and 6'8 six, for the most part. So, yeah, that, that, that could cause a little bit of an issue, perhaps like an interior defense. So let's move on to the number two seed. It's your team, Rockford team that, as you were saying before we started recording, lost a senior class that was pretty underwhelming, a couple NAs and a backup, and brought in an overwhelming freshman class, a 1-1 freshman class led by superstar big guy Trevor Jackson. And looks like uh, Douglas Champion is no slouch either. So I'll let you take it from here. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those years where just, I mean, we had a really bad class graduating, so we just kind of rolled the dice and uh, stayed on all four max ties. We did have a clear lead. Um, but then uh, when I looked on signing day and saw we didn't sign our one clear lead, I said, well, that's pretty good news. Um, so right. we actually did end up winning three ties. We just had the one lo pretty large tie was Trevor Jackson, which um, if you watch Coach V's uh, signing day reveal, it was an 8-8. Eight, eight. Um, and then the other ties were a 2-2 two, two and a 3-3. Three, three. So not impossible, but yeah, definitely unlikely to win all three, um, especially including the big one. So, um, yeah, uh, we graduated pretty bad class that had kind of a decent uh, backup big and two guys that never played. So um, it was, we could only improve from there. And uh, so now not only do we have the luxury of bringing back some of our best players from last year, including our entire starting lineup. Um, now we can put in a couple guys who may actually Trevor Jackson for sure, but even the other two have the possibility of actually stealing starting spots from guys who played last year on a team that was pretty decent. So I think, you know, as, as these guys kind of go along, uh, we'll kind of figure out what's the best lineup. But I think we're going to have a lot of options for a change. Sure, sure. I mean, I'll just give you the outsider's perspective. As you said, obviously Jackson slots in. Uh, it looks like there's a spot for Cheatham as well, as your front court last year was okay. But, you know, I don't know that George Williams necessarily has his spot locked down. Again, just from the outside. Uh, and then the biggest question to me is whether there's actually a spot for champion, right? Because you've got two great guards already from your two, four, so Sim Hoops Hardwood, now junior class. 
And Andrew Brothers looks to me did a pretty nice job at small forward last year, right? So you know, without revealing any secrets, uh, <laughs> is champion in the mix there to get a chance to start? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've and we've we've done a few scrimmages. I mean, not an overwhelming amount, but um, yeah. It's so yeah, like I said, it's pretty hard to knock Brothers out of the lineup. And he's the type of player that we do need. Um, so, you know, he's got a little bit of size um, at small forward. He's good defender, great passer. So um, we need him in the lineup. So what, what we're looking at right now is probably champion and uh, Liam Pennell are going to split the shooting guard duties, which one starts. I have no idea, but they're probably both going to get a lot of minutes uh, over the course of the season. Got it. Okay. Now last question. Do you have any recollection of what champions impact rating was? Cause I feel like anybody else in that tie uh, might be cursing you for cursing him for choosing your team when he won't even necessarily start. Oh, his impact was uh, good minus. So, mm, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was good plus win and good minus. Um, and, but he was actually the smallest tie. He was only a 2-2 tie, so, okay. um, which is actually surprising considering, you know, um, he was a, uh, you know, a guy that wanted to stay local. And our region is actually, you know, pretty tough when it comes to recruiting local players. So maybe it's just everybody was on big guys. And, and he did maybe have a, his turnovers were a little bit high for a point guard, but uh, we weren't recruiting him to be a point guard anyway. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he'll probably, to start with, it looks like he'll probably start. But you know, between him and Pennell, they'll probably each play close to 20 minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, makes sense. Uh, enjoy those guys. I mean, wow, Jackson, sixty-three point eight percent true shooting. Yeah, he he's he's pretty special. <laughs> yeah, it's hard it's hard to find a, a guy with that size who who actually scores as well. And and even though like actually his rebound numbers were a little bit low, um, but I'm not sure what the situation was with his high school team because he actually did get three point five offensive rebounds per game, which is mm. pretty strong. So I think his, his, his rebounding numbers will look pretty impressive by the end of the year as well. I, I do not doubt it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's take a look at the three seed in this group. It's the Phoenix Odawa Traders, coached by J. Paul 80 from Conference 32. They had a nice three-season stretch where they were in the NTT every year, 32, 33, 34. Then last year, they slid back down to the PTT. They were a 10 seed, finished 30th, so they won a game and then lost in the second round. Graduated two starters, but just like with Shreveport, these were guys who didn't play full starters minutes. Tristan Wilson is listed as a starter on the stats page, but he played about 20 minutes a game. Luis Williams, uh, center as a center, played about 23 minutes a game. Uh, and then to be fair, Robert Fortier is listed on the bench, and he played about 18 minutes a game. So all three of those guys were contributors but none of those was the star of this team uh, who absolutely couldn't be replaced. The team sort of went as their backcourt went last year. It looks from the stat page, Lucas Wolf and William Willis were their two best players. Statistically Willis averaged about 24 points per 30 minutes. So they are coming back and that is good news for them this year. They've got another nice freshman class to add to that group. 22 hardwood 30 sim hoops after graduating what was ranked as a solid senior class, but as I mentioned, uh, no true full starters there. And the freshman class is highlighted by another guy that I'm pretty sure was a substantial tie as a big man in Thomas Cash. I have some recollection of him as a recruit. I don't know the details, but I remember he was a most recruited guy. Uh, averaged 17.7 points, 11.3 rebounds per 30 minutes, a nice assist to turnover ratio and decent defensive numbers. So that's a great get. For them, clearly he can slide in and replace Williams. And it looks to me like this team might be ready for a bit of a jump. What do you think? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, we're looking at the their, their uh, results last year. I mean, they were a decent overall team. They had a lot of decent players. Played a fairly tough strength of schedule, but you know, as you said, uh, you know, they were PTT T team for the first time in a few seasons, uh, finishing twelve and twelve. Um, their defense it looks like it's what uh, let them down last year. Um, they allowed fifty five percent true shooting, forty nine percent from the field, and one number that stands out to me is they only blocked a little less than five shots per game. Um, so that says to me that there wasn't much defense uh, being played in the front court. They weren't uh, protecting the rim at all. I think that will definitely change with the players that they brought in. Um, so that can only help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with those observations for sure. I think shot blocking is is paramount uh, for defense in this version of drive the lane at least. And, you know, it's an open question as to how good cash will be in that regard. As I mentioned, his defensive numbers are good. They're not overwhelming. That's not the best thing he does. He's more of a scorer and rebounder. 1.6 steals, 1.8 blocks. So we'll see how that translates. Certainly it's, it doesn't appear that he's a weak defender, but uh, I don't know that he's going to go out and block four shots a game either. So they may be borderline NTT team, depending on where conference two is this year. And certainly they, they have a chance to win some games in this group, I would think. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if you look at, uh, let's see, let's look at their, their schedule this year um, as far as who they play in the uh, non-group games. I mean, it's fairly tough. I mean, they do play Ann Arbor, who's perennially a strong team. Um, Jefferson city from a strong conference 15 team, but maybe a little bit down on talent this year in Huntsville. Um, so yeah, there, there are definitely some wins in there and, and yeah, they're definitely going to be an improved team with uh, Cash and Rogers uh, slotting into the post somewhere. Um, don't know if they both start or if one of them comes off the bench, but um, they do have um, the scoring and adding a, a post player that can score is going to kind of spread the floor a little bit and uh, make it tougher to defend everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Carter Rogers, another one of their freshmen. He does look solid at six foot nine, good stats. And then David Greenough, uh, or I don't know how to say his name exactly, but the other freshman playing power forward at six six with some really nice shooting numbers. He could be an effective scorer for them. I don't know that he necessarily has a spot in the starting lineup, but he potentially could play small forward. So I wouldn't be too shocked if all three of the freshmen find their way in the starting lineup for this team. Uh, so I guess my view would be their number one, number one hundred preseason power ranking i think they're better than that that's i'll, I'll put it that way yeah uh, yeah so uh finally we'll falls the potatoes coached by coach striker they were in the ptt last year also after a nice ntt run just like phoenix they had been in the ntt six out of the prior seven seasons before last year's ptt appearance uh where they were a 15 seed and finished 39th so they did lose in the first round as their seed would suggest but they won a few games in the consolation rounds. They graduated only one senior starter. It was the point guard, Skylar Sandoval, who scored 17.7 points per 30 minutes. And an issue for them is that they did only have two scorers in the starting lineup, and he was one of them. So he's gone. And then among the freshmen they brought in, there are a couple potential scorers in Aaron Albright, who scored uh, at a very nice clip, actually. So now that I look at his shooting percentage, I'll bump up my impression of him. 15.8 points per game, 63.4% true shooting. So that's a guy who should help their offense. Uh, and they also have Hayden Hug, interesting last name for him, uh, who scored a bit over 10 points a game, not with very efficient shooting. So not sure how he will factor into the offense, but I would imagine Albright will be a welcome addition to this team that was 
not great scoring wise last year. And as I mentioned, lost one of their two main scorers. Right. And um, similar to the previous team that we looked at, um, their defense uh, kind of let them down a little bit last year. And that's a big reason why they kind of ended up finishing around 500. Same situation. Um, not a ton of rim protection, four and a half blocks, which is, yeah, in this league, I guess, you know, it, it is hard at times to get some of those guys that, like I said, that block three or four shots a game. So and they don't have one of those, but um, that kind of hurts them. And like you said, losing one of their major scores um, is kind of leaving Julian Isaacs uh, on an island there, unless Aaron Albright can come in and kind of um, be kind of the more go-to guy in the post. Um, he was shot at a very high uh, percentage. He was really efficient, as you said last year, but only 15 points a game. So they're going to have to get him to be a little more selfish, it appears, this season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I do wonder who plays point guard for this group as well. Uh, the backup point guard, Blake Furman was not particularly effective in his minutes last year. So I, I wonder if it is Hug, the other freshman. He had a nice assist to turn. Yeah, he could yeah Hayden Hug game. being kind of an undersized small forward. He's getting almost four assists per game. Um, didn't turn the ball over that much. Um, looking at his scouting report, hard to tell, you know, how it actually translated. But it does appear he's pretty smart with good hands. So um, he can be kind of, you know, a distributor, um, maybe not a great score. Although I think the percentages will improve as he moves to power forward from, I mean, excuse me, point guard from small forward. Um, so maybe he can, the type of guy that can contribute maybe between 10 and 12 points a game and distribute, um, which is something that this team needs. Yeah. Sounds right to me. So now looking at this group as a whole, I will put it out there that I see you guys as the favorite uh, with the freshman that you brought in. I think uh, Streetport is still good, but I think your team has a higher ceiling. And then Phoenix, I think, could challenge for that second spot, depending on how much of an impact Cash can make. I wouldn't be too surprised if they end up in the number two spot in this group. I think they'll be battling with Shreveport, and I do see Idaho Falls bringing up the rear. Do you see it the same way? Do you want to be more modest about your team? You <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that, the, you know, if our team plays uh, – to its potential, I mean, I would hope that we could win the group, although we do have a fairly tough out-of-group schedule um, facing number 17, Hot Springs, and Lansing, who has four really solid classes, um, including a, uh, you know, including, what was I going to say, um, pretty solid. Uh, they return, returned all their starters from last year. So, um, you know, not going to count on beating either of those teams. Hopefully we can, but I think, uh, you know, Four wins is probably the goal, and maybe five, you know, if, if we play well. And in that case, hopefully we can win the group. And then, like you said, um, Phoenix with those impact freshmen, I think would definitely be challenging Shreveport because um, Shreveport still is, you know, a decent team. But I don't know if they quite have the star power um, to win a ton of games in this tournament, whereas Phoenix might take a little bit of a jump up. Yeah, that all seems right to me. Uh, so who knows how it plays out. And as you mentioned, the out of – group games will certainly matter as well. But just looking at these four teams, I do see uh, the files as the favorite. And you guys have a pretty decent PNTT history too, right? Um, yeah. I mean, we, uh, we actually made it to the finals last year, which was definitely, That's right. That's right. Uh, definitely a surprise because I think we were, I don't remember exactly what seed we were going in, but I think we were only four and two and got in on the, uh, the cheese clause and then just went on a run and won a bunch of games. I think we might've been something like the, I don't know, 15 seed, 16 seed, something like that um, in the first round. And we did make it to the finals at one point uh, several seasons back. So, yeah, we, we've, we've done okay uh, at times. You had a close loss, too, in last year's title game, right? Um, 
let's uh, yeah yeah recollection it, it was against uh, ann arbor um yeah and it was yeah yeah, yeah it, we lost by three <laughs> to, okay. to ann arbor okay. in, the, in the championship game so yeah that was uh yeah it, it was uh, it was a tight one yeah so these guys are ready they enjoy the tournament and <laughs> they'll be they'll be a tough out for anybody they're playing against okay terrific well that does it for this group uh we'll be back with another group